Good evening, Clarice. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Pass the Remote. Um, I'm Carly. I'm Shirley. I'm Miriam. Unfortunately. <laughs> anyway. Carly. <laughs> at the end of uh, episode two, last episode, if you were listening, which you should have been, yes. we decided that today's movie was going to be Silence of the Lambs. Well, you, decide. you decided. I decided. Okay, okay, but it was a democratic consensus. Yes. Anyway. No um, dictatorship here. No. So that's the movie we picked, and we're going to discuss it for the next however long we decide to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Shirley, you want to share your special thoughts? Like, so right off the bat, um, I just wanted to do, like, almost like a little, like, PSA, I guess, in that when I mentioned that we were going to be watching this movie to a friend of mine, they brought up that over the years, this movie has received some bat black oh my god some (laughs) backlash for um transphobia and depicting trans people in a really negative light as a cis person i'm not going to like give my opinion on that i guess since it's not really my place but i will say this movie was made in what year was it made in 91 1991 and so it is a little bit dated and when we look at in this podcast like when we look at movies that are a little bit more dated we kind of have to take it with like a grain of salt and realize that like sometimes older media isn't as like respective of respectful to everyone um because people weren't as educated back then that obviously like doesn't um excuse anyone for being like transphobic or anything but um that's just like a little psa so silence of lambs was directed by jonathan demi and it was it's adapted from the book written by Thomas Harris, um, but the screenplay is by Teddy Tally. My f- new favorite name, Teddy Tally. Teddy How Tally. Is it spelled? Like like a tally mark, Teddy Tally. No, his first name. Oh, it's Ted. I don't know oh, why. Oh, I thought you said something else. No, but I call him Teddy Tally. I love that name. But he's Ted Tally. Anyway, um, and starring Jodie Foster as Clary Starling, Anthony Walter. Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, Ted Levin as Buffalo Bill, and Brooke Smith as Catherine Martin, and uh, Scott Glenn as uh, Crawford, whatever the hell his first name is, I don't remember. Crawford, he's, right, right Detective Crawford? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, his first name is Detective. Yeah, fun fact. Um, and my favorite fact about this is that this movie was released February 14th, 1991, so... Great movie to see on Valentine's Day. It's personally my favorite choice. Um, so that's so strange that they chose to release it on Valentine's Day. Like, did you find out why, or was that just the release? Was date? it just because it was like a Friday or something? I didn't find anything out about. It. I actually didn't. I, I think it was just. I think what the way that generally goes is just. You know, I'll have to look into that. I don't know. You know, I wouldn't doubt that maybe in a way. Like February fourteenth is like kind of a good time to release a movie since oh, date yeah, wise more people are gonna be going on dates. But I just thought that that was interesting because I yeah I feel like more like horror movies definitely come out in October as we're yeah. seeing like right now with like imagine, there's a bunch of horror movies coming yeah, out. Yeah, right imagine now. going into the movie with like a date of yours. I mean, unless you haven't seen like advertising for it or like yeah, you just trailers. Like the title. Yeah. yeah, and you see because it know, comes out on Valentine's yeah. Day. But by the title, like I wouldn't necessarily. No, think that but like there's people stupid enough. Trust me. Yeah. But you walk into the theater with your date, and then yeah. Yeah. Cannibalism. Then, yeah. A lot of stuff happens. <laughs> um, speaking of which, should we read the synopsis yes. for this movie? Um, I'm sure everybody knows what it's about. But yeah. So this well, movie is super super famous day. and won for um best motion picture 
and a bunch of other stuff and a bunch of other things which we'll get to in 1991 right yeah but well the ceremony well yeah but it was the awards because oscars are in february right something like that yeah, or January, or this year I think they were in May, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, well, no, it's usually, I think it's usually January, but sometimes it gets pushed into February, but this year because of COVID. Anyway, so, Jodie Foster stars as Clary Stalling, a top student at FBI's training academy. Jack Crawford, that's his first name, Jack, it's not detective, I just remembered. Okay, <laughs> Jack Crawford, Scott Glenn, wants, to, wants Clarice to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter, played by Anthony Hopkins, a brilliant psychiatrist who is a violent psychopath serving life behind bars for various acts of murder and cannibalism. Crawford believes that Lecter may have insight into a case and that Starling as an attractive woman may be just the bait to draw him out. So one thing that I love that when writers, uh, I'm going to restart that thought. (laughs) Um, One thing I love uh, writers for doing is giving characters like names that like sound like when you first hear them they sound like a normal name but then they're so perfect for their character as we will talk about more hannibal lecter is a cannibal serial killer right and his name is hannibal so hannibal the cannibal and i think that that's just so perfect obviously it was done on purpose but you know when you first hear his name hannibal lecter you're like oh that's a weird name but then when you realize he's a cannibal you're like it's just so perfect um like me personally whenever somebody would say the name hannibal i would obviously think of the movie character i never knew that hannibal was an actual historical figure <laughs> like, yeah. i didn't know that i yeah. just you just taught me something <laughs> yeah he was like a conquerer or something yeah. wow well, that's actually also really fitting for he his really, he rides it on the elephants oh so, yeah oh, you yeah. can look that up later but i feel like they probably named him that because it rhymes with can they literally call him hannibal the cannibal so <laughs> well another example of this is starling like that's supposed to be like doesn't he say like starling darling or something like that and so we briefly touched on this that this is a best picture winner and this is one of three movies to win the big five at the oscars the big five is best picture um best actress best actor best director and best screenplay the other ones are it happened one night 1934 and one who flew over the cuckoo's nest 1975 Jodie Foster won for Best Actress, deser- deservedly so. Yes. <laughs> Little round of applause for Jodie Foster. She is wonderful, girl boss. But there's one thing that I can't get over, and when I was watching this movie, so I've seen this movie before, and I actually think that I have Googled this before. She sounds, for, you know, my Disney Pixar oh, fans out there, she sounds in this movie, I don't know if this is what she actually sounds like normally. No. She sounds just like Mrs. Incredible <laughs> to the point where I had to Google if she was the voice actress for Mrs. Incredible and she is not. And apparently other people have Googled this before. There was like a little like Quora page about it and other people were like, did anyone else think Jodie Foster voiced um, Mrs. Incredible? But apparently she didn't. But I think she would have been she? perfect for that. Yeah. So speaking of Jodie Foster, should we get into her character, the main character, Clarice Sterling? Clarice. Clarice, you have yeah. to say it like that. Yes. Clarice. I know. We're not as good as Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Um, is anyone? One best actor. Yes, for the top five. Hannibal the Cannibal. Hannibal the Cannibal. Um, so Clarice Starling, as we already said, was a student in the FBI Academy, and I personally love her character. 
I think that she is given this task because people are like, oh, she's pretty and she, you know, she'll get him to talk. And she ends up going above and beyond and proves that as a woman in the FBI, she can do much more than just be a pretty face. In fact, she can solve the crime, you know? So she is a really, really well-written character. And I really felt like I could connect to her in that, you know, sometimes people will doubt um, you know, women in positions of, you know, that are dominated by men. And I just think that she is a really, really special girl boss. She was girl bossing <laughs> throughout that movie. Um, so I don't know if this is too off topic, but that's something I noticed throughout the movie. But at the same time, I couldn't help but notice, like, I was watching the scene as she figures out that Buffalo Bill is Buffalo Bill. Like, that when she's in the house. Really cool. mm-hmm. But I was like... It was complete coincidence. I mean, until she walked in and saw, like, the, the, you know, the signs and stuff. But she only went to that house because she thought some old lady lived there. Yeah. So, but, but can all of it really, like, I know she was following leads and stuff, but can all of it really be attributed to her? Yeah. Attributed I to her? I, I do agree well, with you. investigating. You know, yeah. I do agree with you in that. It's kind of like, you know, like movie magic. But I do have to say, while every other detective was off, you know, thinking that they got the guy, she really was like, something isn't right here. And I think that for her to feel, as a student, she isn't even an actual FBI agent yet, as a student for her to have, bless you, for her to have the confidence to be able to go out and do that by herself. And once she realized that she was in Buffalo Bill's home, to then be able to get through that really, really terrifying, you know, life and death situation, I think it was incredible, and I think it showed incredible strength. Okay, uh, I just have to mention this, because I was looking up a little thing for uh, trying to get a little character description for Clarice, and um, apparently in the books, Hannibal and Clarice end up together. (laughs) What? Girl yeah. boss is a little too close to the sun. No. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know the whole thing, but on here it says, after the dinner, Starling partially undressed and offers one of her breasts to Lecter. Lecter goes down on a knee before Starling accepting her offer. After the two dinner, then become lovers and disappear together. This is in Hannibal the novel. So this, this is... So, so the fact that he's like 20 years old. So this is, yeah, seven years after Hannibal. Buffalo um, Bill. That's not my biggest concern. <laughs> apparently that's that's really strange maybe the um whoever who did you say wrote the screenplay uh that's uh teddy taylor okay mr taylor (laughs) um um i think that maybe he was um obviously like he probably read the books before writing the screenplay i I, yeah i would hope so um there's one line where um Hannibal Lecter says they're gonna think we're in love maybe that was like an ode to the books and to the original story like a paying homage I mean just to add on to that I could not that I was actively like shipping them or anything during the movie (laughs) that would be weird but I could see that there's definitely like the way they were presenting it there's definitely some people out there who are gonna think that yeah that's probably like you know it's just Clarice manipulating him to get information but he's doing the same to her too yeah but from an outside perspective it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I, I love their relationship as far as, like, the back and forth. And really, I, I don't want to, you know, we've said how much we love Jodie Foster as Clarice, but I personally, I think I would choose Hannibal Lecter over her because I just love Anthony Hopkins playing him. It's He's just, like, he's, he's yeah. 
Well, I, I just, my favorite part is um, at the end of the movie, we're skipping way ahead, but at the end of the movie, he gets off, you know, goes free, and I just couldn't help but root for him. I was like, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, you eat, eat you, you man, yeah. It's really interesting how certain screenwriters, especially successful ones, you know, who win Oscars and things, are able to make you root for someone who, in real life, you would never, ever, ever be able to root for, right? So, you know, we're rooting for this terrible, terrible man. And there's, you know, for instance, shows like Dexter. My dad is constantly telling me that I need to watch Dexter. It is a show about, like, a serial killer, and you end up rooting for him. And so it's so interesting how we can find like connect not connect but how we can root for these characters that really we shouldn't be rooting for but at the end my favorite line in this whole movie is like i have to go i'm 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 meeting an old friend for dinner um and i just think that that's so perfect because you know out of context that just sounds like oh he's gonna go have go to it like a little dinner party but when we know he's a cannibal that that line means something completely different and i think it's the the power of like a character speaking is able to really just change the meaning of words. Um, I have a question. Have you, either of you, ever seen the TV show adaptation of Hannibal, like NBC's version? No. no. But you do know of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen like two seasons of it. I never finished it. Um, was that Anthony Hopkins as well? No, no it was um, Mad Mickelson. But, he, but he's, Anthony, they do do a sequel to this, and Anthony Hopkins does reprise his role. Jodie Foster doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah, in the NBC version, it has a lot of the same characters like Chilton and Jack Crawford and obviously Hannibal Lecter. But um, I do think that I do like that show, by the way. <laughs> anyway, um, in that show, yeah, they it's the same thing. Like they present Hannibal as such a they, they make him interact with the other characters in a way that's like, you know, he's you a cannibal. Yeah, he's a cannibal, but he has his reasons, you know? Yeah. They, w- once you give a character, like, a tragic backstory, it's like, you can't help it. Yeah, and it's I like just... Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Petty the platypus. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's the same line of thought. Like, Hannibal, like, you just can't help it. <laughs> Especially, even if it's not Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> One thing that I love about this movie, and we were talking about, like, Clarice and Hannibal's, like, bond throughout it is obviously she's doing all the things that she's doing to try and get information out of him but one thing i really like is that she still calls him doctor right and everyone still calls him doctor but but clearly he will have he would have had he would have had his license taken away and so he wouldn't actually be a doctor anymore but i think that it's really interesting that she has established this like line of respect but i think it's in the way that like he is undeniably an intelligent man like he's doing these horrible things but he's so good at like besting them and yes he's incredible at reading other people but i think like you know he was a psychiatrist so like that was his job um and then he ate people so (laughs) that wasn't his job but i know does it ever say in the movie how many people he killed um do we know because i think i tried to google this like before i watched the movie because i have seen this movie before i think i've seen it twice before i actually this is one of my top like horror movies because it's just such a like i love psychological horror movies i will say that time and time again and this one is truly one of the best um it's at least seven it says um and um i think i don't know okay it's confusing because there's the book 
and then there's the original Silence of the Lambs, and then there's, like, the sequel to that, and then there's the show, but they're all based on the book. It's, like, you never know what's yeah. They don't all line up. Like, it's not one, like, no. singular, like, timeline. It's, like, Yeah, like, in the stories. show, Hannibal's still a psychiatrist, and he's still eating people, but he hasn't been caught. But it, it's not and necessarily... And Clarice is also in it. She's not in it, no. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a prequel, but it's, like, just, like, another phase of Hannibal, I guess? I don't know. Um, so you mentioned the horror movie part of this and since i of course have to bring it back to the oscars again and um i guess this but also so so this and only six other horror movies or this is one of six other horror movies that have been nominated the exorcist jaws six Sense, black swan and get out but in a way i don't even like this couldn't even in my opinion be con- I get how it could be considered horror, but for me, it wasn't. I personally, I think I laughed at it more than I was scared of it, because he's he's Hannibal Lecter is funny. <laughs> he's got a good sense he's of humor. Very uh, monotone way of delivering yeah. his, well, that's what makes his lines. So good. Um, I think what's so like, I guess we've kind of we never really made the segue between Clarice and Hannibal like officially, but we are you yes. know we have covered him. Yeah, um. Bridged. I think what's so interesting about him is that, or not really him, but like the people around him is that he's so smart that the people around him, like, even if they're just regular people like you or like you or me, um, he makes them seem like idiots. Mm -hmm. Like he's so smart that you're watching this and you're like, come on, like, how can you not know that he's about to break out and kill you? Like, it's just so interesting to me that his intelligence makes everyone else like look and honestly they are like below him yeah and i think i guess that's why one of the scenes in the movie is my favorite like i know it's stereotypical um the scene where he breaks out and he does the swap between the guard's body and his like i feel like i've seen that a million times in other movies but when you know it's hannibal it's like you guys couldn't tell like you know i didn't originally tell but i realized once they like shot the other or you know when they were shot the elevator which they think Hannibal's on that I was like oh well like there's still like I don't know 40 minutes left or whatever yeah, of this movie he's yeah he's not dead. although it did make me question I was like did they really no no I don't think so, so like it maybe just Clarice crying part of me so I I love this movie but I hadn't seen it in a while and I kind of forgot like certain things that have happened in it part of me literally was like okay wait did Hannibal, like, just not react when he got shot? Like, I was like, is he just that good? <laughs> like, he's literally, like, Michael yeah, Myers. <laughs> Michael Myers. And I was like, wait, no, that's not right. That's they, not what happens. They first, like, shoot him in the leg or something before they go. Yeah. Like, but I really thought, I was like, okay. Strong guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I guess, um, moving on to more characters, should we talk about Buffalo Bill or his victim, the girl who he takes? I think we're talking about Buffalo like the his the girl he had what is her name again i forget her name uh, i don't remember it's It's Catherine martin and i just have to say brooke smith is on gray's anatomy for like i don't like her character there either although this one's fine she's a victim i can't blame her i was googling um, (laughs) we don't victim blame on this podcast When I, w- I was Googling this movie and I, like, was looking at Brooke Martin and, like, I was looking at photos of, like, her and her kids and she seems like a really Brooke sweet... Smith. Or Brooke Smith. <laughs> Whoops! I was looking at photos of, like, her and her kids and she seems, like, super sweet. Um, but she she did play the role very well. I just... The character was... Well, so... 
Okay, I guess we're getting into um, Carolyn now. Um, What's her name? Catherine. Catherine. (laughs) Why can't I remember her name? I'm so sorry. Um, I do feel bad for Catherine. Um, Obviously, she's in this ditch. And I do think that she is really smart. But one thing, and as I said before, I watch Criminal Minds, and that always bothers me is, like, even when help is there, she still is like, help, help. Like, I don't think Clarice is going to leave you. And that's just as a viewer, I'm like, come on. Like, we know, like, Clarice is this, like, badass. Like, she's not going to leave you, you know? But obviously she didn't know that. Um, But I do think that she was very smart, and I feel bad for Precious. But honestly, like... I think one thing that redeems her is when she's walking out of the house, she's still holding Precious. I she adopted him. Yeah. I bet I she adopted like she him. Did, yeah. I want to see, like, you know, some some headcanon stuff where, where she adopted <laughs> Precious. Yeah, but I think the one thing, I'm just trying to think about, like, being in her position and, like, you think, like, okay, I'm, like, I, I'm hours away from being eaten here. So, I no, think, well, she, th- she, yes, yes, she knows that, she, well, I think if you're skinned, you're dead, pretty much, so, yeah. I think she's realizing, and I think she's so, I think when she's yelling, she's just so, sort of so afraid that, like, oh, God, he's gonna kill her, and I'm, like, you know, you're my one saving, you're my one hope of getting out of here, she's and, still yeah, <laughs> yeah, but at least, I hope she keeps precious, I hope keeps she her keeps safe. Precious, and I think she was played really well, and I also think that, Obviously, she's not real, but I also think that people in those situations don't act like they would, you know, anywhere else. So I think that her reactions were very real to what someone would be feeling in that type of situation. And I also think that she was really smart for, you know, she did a few things that were like, hey, like she could actually have gotten herself out of there. But um, I do have to, even though I dislike her for it, I do have to give her props for the whole dog ransom thing. And how she lured the dog. I, st- I don't actually understand how that happened. I like she, she gets the dog she, in the bucket. She had like a like, bone. What does she have? So she she, I think. She, yeah, she has this bone, which I don't know. I guess. He's, I guess he gave her some food. Yeah. Like, does he have to keep her alive? down there? I feel like a dog would No, I think she gets. I think she gets. So she fashions like this bone, rope, bucket contraption. She's able to throw it up out of the hole that she's in. And I think that the dog i think the dog she somehow gets it in the bucket and we don't see that because she we see her failing to get the dog but i guess she my guess would just be she get she whips it down with the bucket and catches it and you know something like that but i was just gonna say like you have to give her props for that because if i was in that situation that would not be my first thought i mean it wasn't her first thought either but i don't think it would ever would have crossed my mind Yeah. yeah I also, so, I guess moving on to Buffalo Bill, I, like, find it so strange, and obviously, like, someone who's doing that to other people is not in, like, the right state of mind, but, (laughs) but I find it so crazy how, like, she was screaming and screaming and screaming, and he did not, like, flinch at all, like, I feel like, even if, like, you know, like, even, so obviously I would never do this anyone, (laughs) um, but even if, like, you know, I was, like, intentionally, like, you know, trying to ignore someone, if someone was screaming and screaming and screaming for hours, I would at some point, like, react, you know, and, well, you're also not a psychopath, yeah, I'm not Buffalo Bill, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I, his character is just so, like, there's so much going on with his character. Well, and I have to talk about the one thing, 
Buffalo Bill, I can't wait to see you on the next season of Project Runway for the unconventional challenge. Him sewing that skin together to create this outfit. He never gets to finish it. But um that's I wouldn't doubt that that Project Runway has these Project Runway has these unconventional challenges which like you're not allowed to use fabric for. Oh, so no. he's <laughs> He yeah. In first place. yeah i think the prop department was really Stellar. up and right like they really had me believing that this guy went and got some real skin yeah. um but this movie is very grotesque in certain parts of it to say the least um but i you know part of me does feel like i it doesn't excuse what he's done but part of me does feel bad for buffalo bill just because he's clearly a struggling person um yeah and so but obviously unlike Hannibal Lecter like we haven't seen a like a I guess funny like a we haven't seen um a a human side to him we have just seen the killer side and so there's no way for the audience to relate or feel for Buffalo Bill which makes sense because he is the villain of this movie you don't you don't see Buffalo Bill making cannibal puns at the end of the movie do you no he's dead there you go (laughs) so Carly briefly talked about her favorite scene, the, the, the yeah, yeah, um, but my favorite scene, and it's probably, I, I guess, I mean, there's a lot of iconic scenes in this movie, but when he's being, when he's strapped in on the, I guess, I don't know what to call it, the, the wheelie thing, the wheel, the thing barrow, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, when he's, when he's strapped in that, he's got the iconic face mask on, I love that oh, scene, yes, ahead of his time yes um i i like when he talks what is she is she like a representative she's she's the she's senator, senator yeah. she's a senator of, i know yeah, that but i didn't of catherine or whatever her name is. oh really i didn't scream know yeah. <laughs> scream queen killing it yeah so yeah she's senator i wonder for what state um so what when he's that? talking they said that I don't they, they just say U.S. Senator on Wikipedia. Oh, that's my favorite scene when they're talking and he's like, you know, I don't, I just, I, in a way, I mean, I, I just love when he's like making jokes towards her and like being very obviously, yes, crude. Um, and then another genius scene where he gives a name and it's an anagram yeah. and i just i love the, because the, I didn't even realize it. I thought he was like, you know, because Hannibal, like he was being helpful in some ways like he gave all the information except the name the fact that Clarice could figure that out I know Again, boss she, girl she, boss, girl boss yeah, yeah um I guess okay wait wait I have an idea okay Clarice's girl boss Chilton the psychiatrist guy mm-hmm Big heat. gaslight <laughs> there you go <laughs> figure them out yeah so I already said my favorite line, which is the line at the very end of the movie. But my favorite scene is when Clarice is in Buffalo Bill's house and like the camera is zooming in on all the different clues, right? So you see like the bugs and you see the string and you are like, obviously you know that it's him, but you almost for a second like are in her shoes like, oh my God, it is him. Um, And then, you know, you're thinking like, or at least I was thinking, what the hell would I do in this situation? This is so scary. I'm all by myself. Nobody knows that I'm here, you know? And so she, I just really like that scene of like, that moment of like, what is going to happen next? You know, you're really excited for what you're about to watch. You're very like, you know, like 
we always talk about whether or not you pick up your phone. This is a scene where if you were on your phone, you would put your phone down. And actually, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me just say this real quick. And I just want to make this statement. Um, I didn't even think about picking up my phone while watching this movie. Which doesn't usually happen, but anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's another thing. During, so the way they shot it, like when they have um, Crawford and his team going to the other guy's house, Mm -hmm. who's obviously innocent, and the guys, the, the way, how did they do it? They like made it like a fake delivery person. And you, and you see him, and you see him ringing the doorbell. But then um, it cuts back to Clear East, and you don't know. Yeah, and then you see him come to the yes. door. Yeah, I just yeah. thought that was so cool. That would be yeah. my second favorite, that I guess. That was really, really yeah. cool. Because, uh, yeah, because I, like, you know, we think that, like, they've caught him. Yeah. Like, that was such that was such a wonderful way of piecing it together. There's so many moments in this movie where you think, and I, again, have seen this movie before, but there's so many moments where you think one thing is going to happen and then something else happens. So I felt that you were always really on the edge of your seat in this movie, really, you know, just, you know, trying to keep up with it. And it was like, obviously it was a horror movie, but it was also very action packed. There was a lot going on. And also, I just want to give a quick shout out. The music in this movie is really good. It's yes. really good. Do we know who did yeah. that? The music is by Howard Shore and um nominated didn't win for best music Honestly, or best sound. A nomination for an Oscar is still a huge, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, Oscars honor. are, you know, you can take Oscars with a grain of salt. But this movie definitely deserves it. This is I just love this fact that he channeled three people for playing this role. The author Truman Capote who um wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's and In Cold Blood, another uh, great thrilling horror. You should read it. If you read books, read that one Um, because it's one of the few that I've read. What if I don't Um, know how to read? um, Illiterate Queen. (laughs) Girl boss. Yes. If you can do it, anyone can. Um, He and uh, the actress Catherine Hepburn, which I totally see in this if you've seen any interviews with her and anything that she's acted in where she true girl boss there this is just like a girl boss circle i know like we have to count that at the end count girl boss total special um like little uh trivia thing for you guys i guess count how many times we say girl boss and next episode will i have an idea (laughs) i'm sorry this is going off topic remember your thought yeah right but we need a bingo card or like a drinking yeah. game. How many times Shirley mentions Criminal Minds? Yeah. How many times we say Girl Boss? You know, any any time Shirley uh, Miriam mentions picking up her phone, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Or an Oscar. I don't even do that that often. People make fun of me. Um, and then the last is how, which is the computer from Two Thousand One Space Odyssey, I love which is also on along with this this movie is is in the national film registry with this one uh which is it's selected by library of congress and it's a film that's considered culturally historically or aesthetically significant definitely deservedly so it's probably one of the most pop culture reference sort of movies and you know and i think everybody knows hannibal lecter and yeah Good evening, Clarice. These are our, our household names at yes, this point. <laughs> hey, future Miriam. Hey, future Miriam. Hey. Are you girl boss? We love you for editing. Girl boss queen. Girl boss. Say, on the count of three, say, we love you, Miriam. <gasps> we love you, Miriam. Oh, wait. <laughs> One, two, three. We love you, Miriam. <laughs> girl boss. Yes, girl boss.
Thank you. Well, as Miriam and editing, all I have to say is thank you. I really much appreciate the comment because it takes me so long to edit these because we go so off the rails all the time. Well, now we shall return to our regular scheduled programming of Silence of the Lambs. Thank you. Okay, so I know we talked about, like, the main characters, but I just want to give a really, really quick shout-out to those two guys that Clarice goes and meets, like, in the bug. Like, they're playing chess with some yeah, bugs. Yeah, okay, yeah, so can you imagine um, getting a call from, you're, like, a young actor in Hollywood. You haven't had a lot of roles yet, right? I'm just assuming. And you get a call from your agent, and you're like, okay, great. And you go and you read the script and you find out you're going to be in the movie maybe for uh, two minutes. And part of what you're going to be doing is playing chess with a bunch of exotic beetles. I just, they were hysterical. I just think that that was so interesting. And I love when movies that are like, you, you know, really just one genre try like, you know, have like instances where this, you know, you could see that scene in a comedy, right? You know, just change the music and change the lighting a bit and you have, you know something really funny and i like when you know a movie is not just one thing it is a a big happy mix of a bunch of different um elements especially when um the cross-eyed guy is talking to her and she goes are you asking me out and he goes yeah <laughs> also shout out to chilton screw Hil- chilton all me me and my homies hate chilton he sucks annoying bye <laughs> my question and it's you know, obviously we, we watch this because Carly chose it and we selected it for the podcast, but why, let's say it's Valentine's Day <laughs> in 1991, this film's just come out, why would you go and see it from the trailer? Um, I think I would go see this movie, one, because it has a female lead and I really like movies yes. that are, have a female lead. We love Jodie Foster. Um, we do love Jodie <laughs> <laughs> we, lo- we love Jodie Foster and, um... I also think I would go see this because I think the concept of, like, a detective really spending a lot of time talking to and, like, getting information from a serial killer is really interesting rather than just, you know, going to a bunch of different suspects, like, going to someone who's already locked away. I just think that's such an interesting concept, and I really, I really like that. Yeah, I haven't seen any trailers, so I don't know how much to give away, but this is gonna sound weird. I obviously a lot of people like true crime, which is fine, but I just I don't know. I just think cannibals are really interesting. Yeah. Um. Not that he, obviously he's not a real cannibal. I'm. And you don't okay, justify you being a cannibal. No. But you find yeah. the, the psychology. But you know, I I really like things about the FBI. So a lot of things about this movie I would have gone like seen it for. Oh, yes, oh, I've seen Criminal Mind, Shirley. You're such an unsub. Anyway. Okay, well, clearly this isn't that entertaining considering Shirley's on her phone right now. And, like, they've been on... Yes. Mm I took a break. Okay, well, um, I think I would just... I I would go see it because... Let's see. I'm insulted to be in the same room with you people. Um, So I think this is a good way to tie it into the end, which is us giving our final review and scores. So after we went and saw it on Valentine's Day, we all went as a big group. Um, After we went and saw it on Valentine's Day in 1991, what would our score be? Yeah, and I just like to point out real quick. I (laughs) I like to point out real quick that last week we did Halloween, which got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And... We did and not so, like yes, it. yes, yes. 
this film has the exact same score. <laughs> That's so wow. That is so interesting because we watched two films with the exact same score. And, and we had Nightmare, completely... Nightmare had 95. So. And Nightmare Before Christmas had 1% less. And we had really varying, you know, like, scores across the board. I think... Except for this one. I think ours will be pretty similar. No, I mean, like, in terms of all three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, what I would rate this movie is I would rate this movie... Um, a 95. I think in order for a movie to be perfect, you know, I think it's really hard for a movie to be perfect. Obviously, like, there were points where, I can't think of, like, a certain instance, but I just know that there were points where I thought something was slow, or I thought a line wasn't, you know, the best. So I obviously wouldn't give it a 100. But I think that this movie was really well made. Again, I know there is controversy surrounding this movie, um, and I don't, like, condone that, but I also think that this movie, for its time, was really well made, and I think it was groundbreaking in the like horror genre and i really like the aspect of like you know the psychology behind it i like how it made you think um this is gonna be boring but i would say about the same as shirley and probably for the same reasons i found it really entertaining and just the amount of how much you could talk about it like this podcast episode could go on like forever just talking about different yeah things that happen in the movie there's so many parts of this movie that um, you could really go in depth into each scene and find something really interesting and really unique and really like groundbreaking. Which I'm sure, yeah, but many I'd say 95. So as as yet again, we've rounded back to me being the person who has not seen the movie before. I hadn't seen it. You hadn't? I thought you said you had, but you've I, seen, I've seen some Hannibal related stuff. Yeah, before, yeah. Where I have not. So we'll say I'm the true. Yeah, like, I knew the character. One, which still, I'm not the true one. The true, like, true n- nobody would be if I've never heard of this film. Because, obviously, I went in expecting it to be great, and it lived up to it. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 98. On, um, and wow. I, yeah, I, 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 I agree, maybe at some points I was like, let's, okay. So, I think, I think the one thing that kind of brings it down for me is, a bit of the controversy, but even that, I don't even think would be the thing that would hold it back from a hundred for me. Is probably just, um, it is a bit at times. At times, I think I was just a little bit frustrated with it, and just, and I think I'm like almost supposed to be frustrated with it. Is it just like Clarice? Why didn't you shoot him right away when she walks and puts it together? Like you know, he's going back there to get a weapon. Yeah, but in all honesty, like, I really don't know what the, like, it's, I can't give it a perfect score, but I can't exactly say why I wouldn't. Yeah, that's how I felt. Is it, it's just, it's just a feeling, like, it was really good, I loved it, it's definitely but one I of the like best. I hundred would just be too high. Yeah, there's, and I think, I, I don't know if, we'll see if we ever do give one a hundred. Um, there's definitely some on Rotten Tomatoes that are certified fresh. I feel like it really count if it's a movie like this one, for example, that, you know, me and Miriam haven't seen before. And we give it a hundred. So, like, if you know, if for example, I pick a movie that I absolutely love and then give a hundred, it's like, yeah, I'm biased. But a movie that we haven't seen that and then give a hundred, yeah, that would be spectacular. <laughs> um. So, to wrap up this episode, and if you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. Uh, Miriam has Miriam one final thought. So just to show, I went I went on Rotten Tomatoes and I was looking for movies that are hundred percent. And there are some on here, and there are some that came up right away. But I went to the what it showed me was Rotten Tomatoes 
top 100 movies of all time and number one is it happened one night the other big five um another movie on the big five list and it's only 99 percent and uh that's number one and so two other movies on this list is um wizard of oz is at number three and that is 98 percent which like to me like that's a movie i think i would give 100 percent. but obviously there's some nostalgia involved in that but it's yeah. definitely undoubtedly one of the best movies ever made Titanic okay <laughs> and then citizen kane which is often stated as the best movie ever made is 99 percent on here so there's it just goes to show oh we have 100%, which is at number 22, which is the Philadelphia story, which is 1940. We talked about Katherine Hepburn. She's in that. And I saw it this summer. And I have to say, it was really good. Wouldn't give it 100 because, but it's it's a perfect, I'm recommending it to people. And maybe we'll watch it here on some point. But it is a great, like, comedy movie to watch. But, um, yeah, Shirley's going to wrap it up now. Um, so now to wrap it up. Um. Wow. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, no. <laughs> so now to wrap it up. Okay. So now to wrap it up. Um, we've already said our ratings, and, and we a talked about. And a gift. Yes. Back to you. Yes. Um, definitely recommend this movie if you haven't seen it. Um, it is spooky though, so you know maybe pick like a rainy night that you want to watch it on. Um, maybe like get some popcorn. Yeah, today would be perfect, but obviously but this this day is already passed um our so as we are leaving october sadly we are going to have a new theme for movies and we're each going to pick um a new movie our new theme is and silence of the lambs was kind of like our bridge over to this because silence of the lambs did win an academy award for best motion picture and so and (laughs) thank you and um our next category is movies that have won best motion picture. So I, I went. I picked that completely by accident. Yeah. Yeah. We're so happy. it was it was just a happy accident, just like Clary's. Me. Well, me. Cut that out, Mary. <laughs> um, it was a happy accident, just like Clarice finding Buffalo Bill. Uh, um, I wouldn't classify that. As yeah. Happy. Well, a uh, good coincidence. Yeah. Um. So, the movie that I'm picking for it this week, Grand Hotel. I've heard of it, but I didn't really know what it was about, and so I don't think any of us have watched it, right? Nope. Nope, none of us have watched it, so we're all going in blind, and I think that'll be super interesting. This movie is um, one that we've never seen, which it's the first on the list that we've never seen. Um, Any of us have ever seen. Um, If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pass the Remote um, with Shirley, Carly, Miriam, Um, (laughs) and um, make sure to wherever you're listening to us, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to like our podcast, follow our podcast, whatever you have to do in order to stay connected with us. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, Clarice.